This is the one, the only Tan Van Tour Talk Tour Talk 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 With the, the premier <laughs> Tour podcast on the I'd say it's groundbreaking. The hottest source of tour news that this band has ever produced. Outside of the boards. Beyond the boards. Beyond Behind the, the scenes. This is Tambin Tour Talk. Into the yeah. van of the successful American touring rock band. Well, I think this tour just uh, tour in rock band. <laughs> you know. Well, what? Go ahead. As Terry Funk says, my style is try hard. That's our style too. Try hard. Yeah. Tune into the next episode for a lay of the brand where we really dissect <laughs> current uh, climate, uh-huh. brand climate, climate change. We really, we really parse out climate change. So so we're kind of in a freeze right now, Some but we'll get solutions. to that. We'll get to that after we scope out the show. I feel the spirits are high in the van today. Anyone dispute that? Good. I feel yeah, we're good. I feel okay, but it's unre- I, it's unrelated to the tour. What do you mean? I don't know. Spoon River. We're on I-74 right now, driving across the Midwest between Iowa City, Iowa. Champaign, Illinois. Oh, let's do the lay of the van. Yeah. This is Ben. This is Aaron. <laughs> this is Ben. I'm driving the van. I, Aaron, am in the passenger seat. This is Mike, and I'm behind Aaron. This is David. I'm behind Ben. We have been experiencing some intermittent van. Tam van issues today. Gremlins. Uh, spirits. Spirits. We don't know what's happening. We pulled over to take a look. None of us knew what the hell we were looking for. And everything seemed fine. Everything seems fine right now in the driving. Yeah. Uh, well, we were getting some rumblies. We were getting some loud And then some crumblies. Some crumblies and some rumblies. Is this how you would describe it to the mechanic? Yeah, I'd say, <clears throat> well, we were just cruising, getting a little rumblies. When I hit the brake, rumblies stopped. And then uh, the rumblies just cut it out. And you say, well, hell, let's take a look. It was loud. Yeah, it was loud. Yeah, a little. We actually thought it was the semi-truck next to us 
until we passed it and realized it was us making the sound. And then it went away, and so, well, I guess it worked itself out. <laughs> and then I went away, and never came back. That's what it means. Quotes. Yeah. Uh, part of the reason we got started with the podcast today, when we did, is because we were reminded of our sponsor, due to David's uh, snack purchase. We want to remind you that today's episode of Tame Van Tour Talk is brought to you by Cliff Brand Bars. Take a cliff wherever you go. You won't regret it. You know, I've heard that uh, one cliff bar, it's really more like two cliff bars. Well, it's the energy equivalent of two cliff bars. That's true. It also takes the energy of eating two very thick Snickers. Two extra dense no-bakes. Snap into a cliff bar. I'm really too full to really say much right now. Up with cliff bars? It's really yeah, nice. It feels like I ate at least two cliff bars. <laughs> We're driving from. Four. It's true. We're driving from Iowa City. Well, I'm driving the van from Iowa City to Champaign. The other guys are just passengers in the van that I'm driving. Today, I'm in charge. We're going where I want to go, which is Champaign, Illinois. There happens to be a show that we're going to play there, but... Last night, we ate the worst food a oh, person could God. ever eat. Oh, yeah, we had the worst dinner ever. That we was went, maybe the worst dinner we ever We went had. to a place in uh, uh, Iowa City, Iowa, called Uncle Son. <laughs> and it, it was we were sitting down and we were all real cold and feeling like you know the oncoming show might not be the best show in the world so we're, our spirits were kind of weird and uh, we sat down and then kind of wanted to split but there was no other option really and then we were like do we split and then last second we were like no let's just order so we ordered it was like it was it was like it was maybe the worst meal I've had eating out. I th- I thought I had I had hometown style tofu meal. And it was so bad, uh, almost like you shouldn't eat it, and it, it tasted old in my mouth. And uh, I was happy I didn't. I was just happy I didn't get sick. Mine was a parts as parts bowl of boiled beef with other parts and some bland potatoes and rice that really was not good. I believe you had to spit out about half a year. Well, I spit out two pieces and then I started to realize what was uh, causing the horrible mouthfeel and so I started picking them out. That's really unlike me to spit something out of my mouth. No kidding. But I did it twice yesterday. Uh, I had triple vegetable stir fry, which was it smelled like mush. It smelled like mush. Uh, it looked brown. It was potatoes that were baked probably last week. Yeah. 
and then maybe fry it up a little bit today, I don't know. And then uh, eggplant, fried eggplant that was micro, like must have been reheated because it was no longer crispy. And uh, a green pepper that was probably a week old because the skin was kind of falling off of it. And everything was just soggy and very salty. I don't know, man. Yeah, it was super salty. That was rough. That was real rough. Didn't that you was find a low something point. in there too? Oh, I found some, yeah, there was a piece of metal in my meal. <laughs> but I didn't even feel like complaining, because it's just like, I didn't want him to make it for me again. Yeah. I got the salt noodles with chicken. <laughs> Man, it was, it was so good. bad. It was yeah. so bad. We probably, here's some things that probably should have tipped us off, that next time will tip us off to leave the place immediately. Uh, when it's 6 o'clock, you're in a pretty uh, populated district of a city and there's absolutely no one in the restaurant <laughs> yeah. and also yeah. the walls were painted this like terrifying orange color it looked very weird in there and uh, our table was sticky our table was sticky and the menu was just a generic menu that but, you can order but it was huge it was huge but on in the fine print it said uh, like pictures are not representative or something yeah it was it was weird but, yeah, I don't know. Here's a tour tip. If someone recommends somewhere to go eat, you should follow, you should go I there. I wanted to go to the Chinese restaurant because I was tired of eating a sandwich and fries for dinner. So I was like, well, maybe we'll just go to this Chinese restaurant. It's really close. It was also like, I should mention, it felt about five degrees in Iowa City last night. Like, it, it was really too, cold. too cold to be walking around. I think the, the wind chill was like negative 20 or something. Oh. Whoa. Yeah, it was, it, was, it was windy and really cold. And uh, unlike Kansas City or Columbia, where we just walked around for a while to look for a place to eat, couldn't do that there. So we just kind of ducked into the place that I saw. There was also an Indian restaurant, but it's like, what do you do, you know? You get into some place and you sit down, it looks bad, you should leave, but we didn't. But the funny thing is, is that after we ate there, I, we all went to the burger place that the guy had recommended at the menu, and I, I ate a veggie burger. <laughs> Me too. Uh, just to like, kind of mix it with that food. In my stomach, so that maybe maybe kill off some of the E. coli. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was feeling a little bit like when we were in the burger restaurant, like we first got in there. I was feeling. It, I think it was just my own head creating this, but I was like, I'm starting to feel a little weird, a little, little sickly. Yeah. So I was like, let's put this hamburger in there. And it was good. That place was great. Uh, and then we played a show uh, next door. At Gabe's venue, yeah. and our buddy Dave came, and uh, then we got a hotel room. That's pretty much what happened last night. Yeah. So we, we sort of vowed never to speak again of the show at Gabe's. It was a grim, grim scene. But I feel like we should paint a picture because it. It's I. One, it's one. It's one for the history books. I actually took a picture. I did too. <laughs> just to document it. I did too. <laughs> so, we could just throw that up and 
and save some time. Imagine literally Imagine all the people for two people. Imagine Well don't forget the bartender. <laughs> the bartender. Two people, yeah. Two people who are like sitting at a table about forty feet far away from us. Forty feet away. You know, we were actually playing the show pretty much to ourselves. I guess twenty is probably more accurate. It, was, it felt very insular. It was weird. much like it was weird. I don't know. And sad. Although the sound man slash bartender Adam Adam was very kind and nice. Great. And yeah. Sort of felt like he was uh, no, yeah. treating us like a high school band. He, like, uh, hey, Art, just have fun. <laughs> you know, it's like, well, know. thanks, Adam. He but. did not ever want to say something like. I was actually I was waiting for him to say something. He never did, which was cool. He never said anything like, "Well, you guys want to wait for more people to show up." Like, he never addressed the fact yeah. that no one was there, yeah. which no, was kind of yeah. nice of him. It was like, yeah, because he didn't need to. But I thought maybe it could have gone in that direction. I, I, I actually, at this point, we should say that while at the burger place, we did notice the bit of promotion that they had done for the show. Oh, yeah, let's oh, talk Lord. about that. Let me read it. That was we real sad. We picked up the, uh, the Alt Weekly, or, you know, their, their, their alternative magazine, their entertainment listings, and I took a picture of the listing for, today, for yesterday's date in Iowa City. Under the music heading, it says... Kevin Devine and the goddamn band. Blue Moose Tap House, $12 to $15, 8 p.m. They're described as being high-energy indie pop. Directly beneath that it says, Mike Adams, Gabe's, free, 9 p.m. Americana that combining jazz, folk, and country music. Let's read that again a little slow. Mike Adams, Gabe's, free, 9 p.m. Americana that combining jazz, folk, and country music. Americana that combining. Jazz, folk, and country music. Yeah. Dude, what? What? Which song? What sounds like that? Nothing. Here's what happened. They saw the photo and just decided they knew what it was like. The photo was a... I don't know where they got the promo photo from. It was one a still from one of the videos from the DVD of me just sitting with an acoustic guitar. The photo is a joke photo. Yes. Yeah, it's a bummer. Not the photo, the fact that they did that. Right, the fact that uh, it was... They didn't even list the name of the band No, it's just my own name. I just... So that's the promotion that went into the show. <laughs> yeah. It's hard to talk about this because we already sort of had a talk about this. We had a deep, long And talk I don't want to... Rehash. I really don't want to... I don't want to rehash it and I also don't want to dwell on it. Because we're about halfway to another show. It's true. And that's uh, probably it's, time, it's time yeah. to let it go, maybe. At the same time... I enjoy talking about how how like low it was. Yeah, me too. I'm we're, gonna. We're remember. hoping this was the low point. Mm-hmm. Right. Rock bottom. I don't enjoy it. Well, I, I didn't enjoy going through it. I don't enjoy remembering it. I uh no. This to me is just, it'll be one of these stories that we'll tell for a while. You know. That little quote. That's something we're gonna. I want to say something though. And we we said this earlier, but when we were talking about it privately. But we did a very good job. We sounded really good. <laughs> even in spite, yeah. even in spite of our of our like defeated attitudes and sort of like, oh, I wouldn't say good. we half-assed the show. Like we, no, 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 no. we played it. Yeah. We played well. I put yeah. my hood on like I was a badass. 
We absolutely did our part. Like a cold badass. We played the role. You know what was the bi- the biggest bummer to me about the show? Was it the, sh- the loud show upstairs? Well, it was. It was ben and I were kind of hanging in the venue before, and we were like, we were we were looking at the flyers, and I go, oh, Ben, the Walkman played here. It's cool. The Walkman played at some point in their career. Can you believe it? The Walkman played here. And then Ben was like, uh, there's probably another venue in this venue. And I was like, no, this is just this and then the bar upstairs. And then we go upstairs and there's a giant nice venue, like nice bar, like venue place. And uh, and I was real defeated after that. I, I can't really pinpoint why. I guess it's just because it's like, we can't even fail in the place where maybe another band fell. Like, this is really not uh, not the same. You know what I mean? And, and later on that night, I was trying to, like, re- reiterate that and be like, I really need someone, some band or something to tell me, hey, we've gone through this too. It's, like, fine. And I thought that was kind of going to say that to me. And then when we found this really nice venue upstairs, it was like, oh, this is not, this is not the same thing. This is, like, just they don't even know what we are. Like, there's not even enough room in this old cubbyhole for all of our crap. Uh, that was a bummer. But all in all, when we got back to the hotel, we were all surprised at how little we felt about it. You know, it was kind of just like, well, whatever. It felt behind us. It felt like, well, it felt yeah, a little behind we got us. it over with. Yeah. And there was still the same, like, even when it's a bad show... Afterwards, there's still kind of the same energy that's like, hey, we did something, you know, which I think it can be attributed to the fact that we played well. Although and we, didn't. we still sold some merch and still got paid. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> we each made... Hold on. Oh, I we know. haven't ever really... Let's not. We've not disclosed on the show the amounts that we've been paid in shows before. I don't think we should start now. I think we should start tonight and Why? not ever again. It's so complicated. Let's not do that. <laughs> no, no. This, this is the best part of the story. <laughs> Before we why, leave, why don't you just tell them what percentage the booking agent made? Yeah, let's just say how much okay, that our not booking percentage, agent but made. The, his yeah. total. Yeah. For that show, well, I don't know. Yeah, I'm not sure know. if we should do this. Or just subtract his, and then tell us, <laughs> tell them how much we made. Okay. If we subtract the, the <laughs> amount that our booking agent made for the show last night, we walk away. <laughs> you might want to take the decimal point out. <laughs> and then just let <laughs> let them decide what they think. Okay, that's a good idea. That's a good idea. <laughs> when you subtract what our agent made last night, we walk away with 390. No, 360. 360. 360. We also sold a t-shirt to a bartender. 360. Uh, But that was from the band, that was from the tip picture. Yeah. Yeah. That was from the tip can. If we had taken our percentage from the bar sales, we would have gotten one dollar. Shout out to Dave, though. <laughs> Shout out to Dave who came to the show. Yeah. And found out. <clears throat> and also told us we're all going to die anyway, so who cares? <laughs> What's the name of Dave's band? I left the CD in the Crystal, Crystal City. Crystal City. 
Dave uh, heard us. He just took a look at what was going on, heard the music and liked it, came out. He listened to the album twice while playing Mario Kart. Uh, Dr. Dr. Mario. Mario. Dr. Mario. Yeah. Oh, I just misheard him more than once. Yeah. So yeah, hi Dave. Thanks Dave. You kind of saved the night a little bit. Iowa City. Chill cough. It was rough, man. That might be the worst show I've ever played. The weather was atrocious. It wasn't the worst show I've ever played, but it was rough. There was a pro- there was a promotion somewhere that Mike read to us that was like, Hey guys, Mike Adams is on his way playing at games tonight, but it's real cold, so if you don't want to come, we get it. <laughs> yeah, it was funny. It was very cold. <laughs> yeah, it was real miserable. Oh, boy. Curious to see what tonight has to offer us. I'm hopeful. Last show I played here was with Advanced Space and it was great. The opening band brought a lot of people. They hung around and they were excited and fun and their band was good. I think we're playing with good bands tonight. Playing in a good place. We, there are a lot of stairs. We have to haul our gear up a bunch of steps. It's fine. We're super strong. Yeah, I've been training carrying both of those amps. Yeah, David, last night. I've done that in the past. You guys just haven't noticed. Just didn't even notice. Wow. It was impressive. David picked up the bass cab and one of our guitar amps. One in each hand and lugged them out to the van. Yeah, that was crazy. Yeah. Must have been all those Cliff brand bars. <laughs> that Jump off a cliff. Jump off a cliff. Grab two amps. <laughs> Eat two bars, but only one. <laughs> Aaron doesn't like my shirt today. Looks like I you're ready wanna, to go play I golf. I want to clear the air. I want to clear the air. Aaron see. doesn't like the shirt. Well, Aaron's a hater. Too blue? I don't know. Too polo? Ask him. Let me describe what to the to the viewers. What Mike is wearing though. It's a shirt, it's uh, blue, baby blue. It is kind of shiny. Feel it. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I'm currently feeling the shirt. Uh, no, it's okay. It just looks like a it just looks like a golfing shirt. I think the I don't like it. But it that's fine. Who cares? Collar is nicer than a polo shirt. Yeah, I thought when you were putting it on, that it was just like a polo shirt, like a like a like a golfing polo shirt. But it's a little bit. It has those buttons, and it has large collars, which are, which is you, man. It's me. For sure. <laughs> I when you made a comment about my shirt this morning didn't offend me, but it did get me to think about uh, my virtually zero concern or ability with fashion. You guys all look better than me every night. And it's just like, man, I just can't even wrap, I can't understand how it works. I don't understand the world of fashion. Do you want to? I mean... If it kept my friends from making fun of me, maybe. 
I'm sorry I made fun of your shirt, man. I'm just I kind of feel bad about it now. Oh, you shouldn't feel bad. It really, I wasn't offended, but it did get me thinking, like, man, that's a weird thing that I'm, like, just not in tune with in any way. It's a funny thing. You don't need to be. No, I don't. And I, I don't feel like, uh... I don't feel like my life is worse because of it. But I... It, you know, I, I like music. I like art. I feel relatively in tune with those things. With those things. Fashion, to me, is a part of that world. But it just doesn't... My wife's pretty good at it. Yeah, you're... Yeah, that's surprising, actually, to me. That you don't think about it. Or at least have been, like... Not to say that your wife would try to dress you, but I feel like Jess is like so Seems like she might try aware to that she you. might try to like be like, "Hey, you should wear this shirt." Yeah. Does she not? No, but you is don't it have to. She, you, she knows that you would reject her it wholeheartedly. I would, oh, really? I would reject it. Well, no, it would just depend on what it was. Uh, so you do have preferences. Yeah, I have preferences, but they're not. It, they're not usually because I'm like my sense of taste wouldn't allow me to wear that. It's just because of my, uh, I'm relatively pedestrian in terms of fashion. I feel safe. It's like, if I find something that's comfortable, I have, I have articles of clothing now that I've been wearing since probably the eighth or ninth grade. That's not true. That is a fact. Really? Yes. I do too, though. I mean, I I do the same thing. Yeah. I just find stuff that I think is comfortable and fits well and that I like the look of. Yeah. I'm not super aware of what's trendy but I feel like I'm not super far off. Yeah. yeah. I've only recently changed, within the last year, changed what kind of pants I wear. Because I found a pant at a thrift store that was the most comfortable pant I'd ever worn. And so then I went out of my way to buy three brand new pairs of them. And now that's what I wear every day. I think you're fun. Most of the time, eight out of ten times, you look completely fine. (laughs) Two out of ten times, either you're wearing a polo Uh like that, Uh or you're wearing a shirt that's not long enough. (laughs) Because you're tall and long. That is the bane of my existence. You need need longer shirts. Dude, tell me about it. No, that is my... That is... It's actually, maybe this is part of the reason. When I go out to buy a new shirt, or specifically shirts, I get so depressed because I'll find something I like, but it's never long enough. Yeah. Dude, because I'm, you, I'm already taller than average, plus I just have a long torso. And it's just like, this is. Am I heading in the right direction? Yeah, you just stay on 74 until we get to Champagne. Probably another okay. six I uh, got long arms. Long legs. The rest of my body is small. It's hard to find pants and shirts. Mm-hmm. I uh, I have my pants him to fit me. And it costs ten dollars, and it takes a couple days, and then they fit me forever, really well. Uh, and shirts, you know, I can fit into a medium or a large. Yeah, that's hard. I don't know. Mike. You're kind of curious. Mike is a little curious because, yeah, he's surrounded by... Okay, so clothes are one thing he's not interested in. Another thing he's not interested in is is musical gear at all. 
which is weird to me a little bit because you're constantly making music. Yeah. You don't really concern yourself with it. Maybe it's just because you don't, you're fine with the things you have. I, th I have two answers for that. One is that uh, part of the reason that I'm not into gear is that I've never had enough money to afford any nice gear. And so it's just one of those things that feels hopeless to me to like want after, to lust after this gear that I could never have because I'm too broke. But the other thing, and this is actually probably more of the reason than that, because I can save my money. You know, I have things that I need. And I have, at this point, I have things that I like that I need. So it's like, you know, that is only a little bit of an excuse, but, being broke, I mean, but I also really actually like the challenge of, here's what we have, what can we make out of what we have right here, right now? Yeah. Um, I don't know if I could make a good record. If no. it was like, Those all right, here are here's every option at your at your whim. Right. What will you do with it? It's just like I have no idea. But when it's like, okay, here are these three elements you, that you have. What can you make out of these things? It's like I feel way more uh, adept at coming up with something like that yeah. than I do when I have just open open options. And I actually like it that way. I like that. I like. I like that almost every night after we play, when there's people in the crowd, they want to come up and take a look at my keyboard rig. Because it's like, I'm not doing anything special. But, I have found a way to combine the things that I have to make an interesting sound. That feels like an accomplishment to me, like it feels like I've done something. Also, just like not, uh, I'm not minded for, for gear, knowledge, stuff. Yeah, but you are. You do know a lot about audio. You know what I mean? And like sound and stuff like that. I mean, a little bit, but mostly that I would say is from just doing it. I mean, both professionally and as a hobby for ten or so years now. You know, yeah. or more actually. Yeah. Where it's just like you just you, you build up certain things, little tricks and little pieces of knowledge. We went to um, record collector. Record collector in Iowa City. I really like that record shop. I, I found a lot of stuff that I I bought a lot. It's good. Record collector, Iowa City. You know what I was thinking when we were in there? Uh, I didn't want to say it in the store, and I and I forgot to say when we got in the van. But as we're traveling and stuff, visiting these different towns, we pop into a lot of record shops, and it, every time, I'm always like, man, buying records in Bloomington is cheap. They're always more expensive almost every other place we go. Yeah. Just like, wow, they do, yeah. us, they do us right in Bloomington. I didn't even look at the new records. Yeah. Because it's like, yeah, I mean, landlocked all the way. Yeah. But, but yeah. something new comes out, because I know landlocked's going to have it, 
they know they're gonna have it for like seriously five dollars less than anywhere else. Yeah. And I like them. But some good use stuff. Do you guys have dream pieces of gear? That's yeah. like your one thing of that your one thing that's out there that Oh, like the one? That you lost after. Man, I got a million. I think about gear a lot. I don't anymore, I think. I don't either. I think about I don't lust after gear that I is thousands of dollars that I know I'm never going to have uh, because I often think like that'd be silly if I had it <laughs> you know it doesn't belong in my hands it shouldn't uh, but I do sometimes list after like for example uh, Ben and I have been recording this record and we ended up using a lot more acoustic guitars on the record than uh, like we thought we were going to and now I, I kind of want I, I would really like an acoustic guitar that can plug into an amp so when we go to play the songs live we can have that option and that's a thing that's attainable for me right. I can eventually get that uh, so I lust after things like that and also things that I notice that I need or could be better for the live sound because it's like oh it looks like I'm going to be using this stuff a lot I should get some stuff that's nice but I don't uh yeah, I don't, like, think about gear and think, like, oh, if I only had that drum machine, I could write a song <laughs> or something like that. Like, I could I could do something with it. I just, it's kind of stuff, to me, belongs in a studio or, like, someplace really nice where you can, you know, it's going to be used by people and stuff. Like, you know. I've had some stuff like that, though. I had an Echoplex for a while, which is, like, a cheap delay, um, they're pretty expensive and sought after, and I liked it a lot, but I didn't ever use it, like, I did, I used it a lot, like, I played with it a lot, but after a while, it just kind of seemed like a burden, because it was like, why do I have this, I, you know, it could be put to so much better use. I have a couple friends who collect gear like that, the way that other people collect stamps or records or whatever. Like they they have these pieces of gear that they really want, and they get them, and they have them in their collection. And they play with them at home, but they're not necessarily musicians, you know. Mm. I think that's stupid. Well, I don't know. It's not. I mean, it's not stupid, but I just I don't understand really collecting anything. Just to own something, I don't get that really. Get it with records because you're like you know you're gonna listen to them. But there's there's also people that just buy records just to own them, like buying multiple copies of the same record just to have them. Yeah. That seems still you know I don't get that really. Mm. What are some of those pieces of gear you're after, man? I don't know, man. Just very mostly just like there's millions of them. Let's just hear a couple. I'd like to. I'd like a. I like a 50s Gretsch drum set. 50s, early 60s. I mean, there's a, there's a lot. There's nothing really that specific. I don't know. 
There's some old guitars I think are really cool that I would like to own, maybe. I think I'd like a P-Bass or something that's full-scale. I like the Mustang, but it's also something that I don't care that much about. It's something that I consider finding on Craigslist, maybe. Yeah, I'd really like an acoustic electric. A 12-string acoustic electric would be real sweet. Maybe a smaller amp. Yeah, I want a 12-inch speaker amp. Yeah. But no, I guess as far as like dream gear, there's not like one thing. Oh, I don't know. Actually, I'd really like to own a Juno 160. I think is the model. Whatever, whatever that cool one is. 60. Yeah, that's the one. Those are cool. Sometimes, with gear though, like, I, I'll i play something that someone else has, or like someone I lived with owned, and I'll start playing it and getting used to it, and then they, it's gone, and then I'm kind of like, oh, I wish, because you can, you can remember the sounds, and you're like, this would really, that would really work for what I'm, or maybe I just have that sound stuck in my head as what this should be, and then that's a little frustrating. When you're you trying know, to recreate a sound or something that already yeah. exists. Totally. Uh, that's something that I did, this new record that's that we're working on at the moment. I borrowed equipment more than I ever have in the past to make the record. For that kind of reason. Where it was like, ah, I just want to get the thing that does this, that, I, that I'm hearing in my head. And actually, mainly that was in terms of microphones. I borrowed a few microphones that were like, I know what that microphone sounds like, and I, that's what I want this to do. Yeah. I bought that Rhodes recently because I was trying. I've, I've been trying to fake the Rhodes sound for so long, and then Jess and I decided that we should just own one, like a real one. So we bought one on Craigslist. Now we have one. That that was that's one of the first uh, things I bought in a long time. That was like, oh, I need that. Let's yeah. just buy that. We also got that for a really good deal. Totally, yeah. We lucked out. Yeah, roads are cool. I wish I had a, I wish I had a piano, like you have, mm -hmm. like room to yeah. have just like a piano, be able to like play it. That'd be awesome. That roads is the only piece of gear that Jess and I have bought together. That was like, well, I mean, I paid for it with band money, but it was like, we should own that. We together should buy that. Yeah, that's a that's a real special thing. To it's also haunted. Oh yeah. Did you guys know that? Yeah. Was the story behind that? When I met the Craigslist dude in the part in the Burger King parking lot, what's that town called where your uncle lives? Scottsburg. In Scottsburg, Indiana. Uh, we were chatting a little bit. He was super friendly, real nice, regular guy. We got the roads out. He was showing me some things, some of the things that were good and bad about it, because uh, it was well used. Um, and he was telling me why he was selling it for so cheap, and it was that he was just, he was actually a guitar dealer, but uh, had come into this Rhodes because he bought it for his mother, who he thought would want it, and then she didn't want it. So then he was just trying to sell it for cheap. A friend of his had previously owned it, and he was like, yeah, so the guy that owned this before, he, uh, 
then he looked around the parking lot and leaned into me and he goes, well, he shot and killed himself. Oh, he's like, that's kind of how I came to open. Just like, whoa, dude. Haunted roads. Wow. Seems cool though. I haven't seen any, like, specters or anything in my house. <laughs> Yet. The specter playing it? I want a Canon 7D Mark II. Uh, cool. What's that? Camera. It's like a $3,000 camera. My goodness. Never gonna happen. That's not even the most expensive one. Really? So I guess I want I want the most expensive one. Red? Is that, that the one. red? What's that one? Yeah, that's a that's more of a film camera. Well, yeah. video camera, I should say. Seventies more for stills. But you can shoot video. Yeah. That's uh, something that at work. My day job, I've had to. I've had to learn to do is speak in the language of gear. There's a few pieces of gear that I know the name of and that I have to use the name of when I reference them or refer to them or ask someone to grab them. So there's like a handful of pieces of gear that I do know the name of uh, for video and audio equipment. And I always feel a little bit funny when I use these real specific names of things. <laughs> it's just like, well, that's just... I just need you to know that specific thing is what we need right now. I don't know what these words mean. I'll tell you, Lewis Rogers, that's like his vocabulary is entirely gear stuff. Really? Uh, I mean, I guess he's versed in a lot of things, but he knows a lot about guitars. He knows a lot about amps. He knows a lot about synths as of recently. Uh-huh. Uh, cameras and video cameras because of his conversations with Dave Walter. Yeah. He can just rattle off stuff, you know, info about that kind of stuff. It's so funny. Yeah, yeah that, that is funny because he strikes me as a person who wouldn't care that right. much. Right, right. He spent all the time that, all the energy that most people put into going to school uh, just soaking up information. About yeah. Songwriting and gear. You guys know anything about Champagne? Is there something we should do or see? Never been there. You know what I did in Champagne? I went to the very last ever Starflyer 59 show. The very last Starflyer 59 show? Yeah. Was in Champagne? Uh-huh. When? 2006 or eight. I can't remember which. How many people were there? Fair amount. What year did that Deer Hunter record come out, Michael Castle? 2008. Then it was that year. Um, it was well attended. It was uh, Starflyer 59 and Pedro the Lion. Or Dave Bazan, I don't know what he was under at that point. Probably Dave Bazan. Uh, no one knew it at the time, but that was the last Starflyer show. Weird. Really? Yeah. 
at least for now, it's not too late, but... I think I've been to Champagne three times, and the only place I've ever been is Mike and Molly's. <laughs> Which is where we're going tonight. Really? And one diner. Okay. Uh, when Owen and I were here before, I, w I went to a couple record shops. Actually, I got some cool records at this one little tiny place. Uh, What's that called? I forget the name of it. There are two pretty decent shops in town, in Champaign. One's very near the venue. The other one, I forget the name. We'll have to find it. I got this Harold Budd and Brian Eno record, The Pearl, Daniel Lanois. It's really, really good. I like that Eno thing Jonathan was playing for us. Yeah, that was cool. What was that? Eno and Fripp. Yeah. It was really nice. I woke up hearing that. Yeah, that was great. Do they have a lot of records together, or was that the one? I'm not sure. I've heard of that, the, that combo, you know, which makes me think they put out a couple, but never heard it. That, that was cool to return to that. I've heard a lot of, uh, kind of A&B music in passing on this trip. Breakfast yesterday. Yeah, right. Steve Ray. Mm -hmm. Oh, we should listen to that Colleen record later. Yeah. That first one. We were talking about it at breakfast the other day, and then we never played it. Everyone Alive Wants Answers. There's one of Rusty's record wrecks for you. It's a good one. I listen to a lot of that, the newest record by Bitchin' Bajas. Oh, uh huh. Good? It's really good, yeah. It's just, I think it's a self-titled. Cool. There's no information on the record except for the name of the band. So good. Oh, did you listen to that Bing and Ruth album? What? Bing and Ruth. Uh-huh. I think you would really like it, Mike. Hmm. Uh, it's kind of, it's another ambient record. Cool. Ambient stuff's interesting to me because uh, there's a lot of it out there. It's relatively, you know, the same, but every once in a while there's one that jumps out as like, this is great. Yeah. And I can't necessarily put my finger on why. But every now and again one just speaks to me in a way that's like, and it's all for different reasons, but certain ones, it's like, even with Brian Eno, it's like I'm a fan of Brian Eno, but some of his records don't hit me the way some of the other ones do. It's like, every once in a while there's one that's just like, yes, that gets me. Yeah. It's cool. Did you guys ever hear that The Long Record, October Language? No. Oh my gosh, it's really cool. Yeah, I think you played it for me one time. Yeah. It's like, the whole idea is kind of like distortion and, uh, it's heavy in a way and kind of obliterated. But because it's all so distorted, it becomes this weird blanket on top of it. And it's very pretty. And it doesn't feel harsh. But it is all obliterated and distorted. It's really interesting. But it's a cool record. I like this band called Growing. Oh, kind yeah. of in the same way. Uh, but they, they use tremolo a lot. Really intensely. And it kind of goes from being super aggressive to being like 
very transient in an interesting way. They have a couple records that I have. I thought that was nice in the last jam of last night's set. The the kind of tremolo effect Mm -hmm. that was happening at the end. Yeah. Just so you know, listeners. Yeah. That was the first time we'd really done that. It was cool. I, I, what I did, I, were you doing some tremolo stuff? Yeah. So was I, and I thought they worked together real nicely. Uh-huh. I, I rolled the tone down on uh, the keyboard, and then just was playing with the tremolo speed and intensity. And yeah. It's really cool things, and I had the feedback turned up on the delay. It was cool. I usually stick to just one or two things. Like I just played the riff over and over and I was like, I'm just going to be holding it down. And then I would just, you know, get to subtract parts. But I surprised myself last night. I just threw in like, I was just playing the two notes back and forth. And I just threw in the fifth for like one of the notes out of eight. You know, I was playing like eighth notes. And it was really nice sounding. Oh, cool. It was like just a little like accent. Yeah, yeah. That's great. It's a fine line, because that, like, I was saying this last night, but that stuff feels so good to me. Uh, but I don't want to get into, I don't, I want to be, you know, wary of it. I don't want to get into noodly territory where it's just like our whole sense just like garbage noise making. Yeah. But when we hit those times in the set right now, it feels so good. It feels so like exciting and loose and like we're doing something that's never been done. You know, like, we're doing something spontaneous, I mean, that's like, this moment is only existing right now, is what I mean by that. Yeah. That's very exciting. Stop at this gas station. Why? Because I need to pee. Alright, that's fine, I guess. Sorry, guys. I can hold it. But I feel like we're not in a rush. I do need to get uh, somewhere and assemble yesterday's podcast. Oh, okay. And actually, maybe even this one, depending on how much time we have. How much longer do we have to go? Ten minutes. No, I mean, uh, before we champagne. Don't know. Like a check. Fifty-eight minutes. Oh, in close. I can wait. You're the boss, you're driving. I like my <laughs> Hey, I say no matter what ends up happening when we get the champagne, when it's time to decide on dinner, say we let the dice do it. I thought we could try a Chinese place tonight. I don't think so, buddy. 
Although good Chinese food does still sound good. Yeah. Because <laughs> it would be nothing like right. Korean. I love good Chinese food. I know. It's cheese man. Yeah. We just passed the cheese man. On but the it is, you know, as it's funny because as we were walking up to the Chinese place, I was like, you know, with Chinese, it's a big gamble because either it's fine. Or it's horrible, yeah. like really, like dangerously yeah. bad, and uh, and I was like, but this Chinese spot, there's no, there's no way, this Chinese spot is that bad because it would, it would just, it's not like it's in some strip mall. It's like right down here. Yeah. It would have to be okay to stay in business, and we ate and it was horrible. And then we went back to the venue, and the bartender was like, I didn't even know that place was still in business. All four of us had bad meals. Yeah. As someone who cooks in a restaurant, I don't know how you could send out food that looked like that. Yeah. It was, it was so gross looking. Everything on every plate, except for the carrots that Aaron got, looked just so gross. Just like gray. Yeah. This episode brought to you by Uncle Son Carrots. Mmm. They're crisp. Were they? No. Oh. Oof. Hot up here. Yeah, it's getting warm. Although my feet are still pretty cold. But yeah. everything else about me is warm. I took my coat off. I'm not just sitting here in my foot joy shirt. Yeah, that's the brand. <laughs> joy. This, that's one thing that I actually don't like about the shirt is this. Let me show you. Oh, FJ. FJ. Big old logo on the I back. I got a big old FJ right on the neck. That's bad. You know anyone that's ever gotten an FJ? <laughs> I do. Yeah, it does. Was it you? No. It was. Is that what those uh, pumice stones are for? <laughs> Just shaving off the callus so that you can have a tender foot for t a tender rub down. Wow. It's awful. Yeah. Okay. Is the foot fetish as prevalent as it seems? I think so. I think, I think so. it's com fairly common. Why do you think? I don't know. I think it's just because it's so weird. It's like, it's like, it just would be weird. It's not that weird. I mean, whenever I think about fetishes, I'm just... No, like, bad. that's why people yeah. want it. Yeah. It's because it's weird and different. Yeah, but so many people want the same one as what I'm wondering about. Like, uh, it seems why like, is that one a com such a it, common... Yeah, like, it's brain... Like, it's chemistry. It's, like, wired. Like... Yeah. That's what seems strange to me. Is it that, or is it something that is nurtured in nature versus nurture? Yeah, it's hard to say. Well, it's also, like... You know, the reason I think the foot fetish is prevalent is because there's a lot of jokes made about the foot fetish and they're easy to come across on the internet, foot fetish things. Uh, photos, videos, whatever it may be. Um, but is it one of those things where it's like, well, it's available, so that's the fetish? Or is it one of those things where the demand was so high that you make all this foot fetish stuff? I don't know. You know, shoe stores are, I think, part of that. 
shoe fetishes are not far from foot fetishes. Lots of people love shoes. Lots of people walk on pizzas with cleats. <laughs> what are you doing, bud? You cut your merging? Well, you're kind of in his... You're in the no-zone, dog. Yeah. In the no-zone? Yeah. No, no, no. You know what the no-zone? I, I was in the fine tone. He had two mirrors. I could see his mirrors. He could see me. I think he's trying to get over because the brood splits up here. I think we need to take 55 south. 74 east is what, is what we're yeah. on. There you go. Just got to make sure. Bit on you, Ben. Starting route to Champagne. In half a mile, take exit to merge onto I-55 south towards St. Louis. I was right. I think 74 takes us right to Champagne. This cloud in the sky over here. Take exit like to merge onto I-55 south towards St. Louis. Oh, yeah, it does. It's all alone out there. Big blue sky again today. Yeah, it's great. Still snow everywhere, but the sun is shining. I like that as a band name, Daytime Moon. Daytime Moon. For 6.3 miles. What about Neon Moon? Like that Brooks and Dunn song. Daytime Moon. Mm. It's okay. What about Man Moon? Mm. Man Moon. That's good. Moon Sink. Moon milk. Uh, straight up on the rag. How about that? <laughs> straight Ragged. up. Wow. Rag time. Oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Alright. <laughs> now we're getting the genres here. <laughs> Apologies. I think we, this is, yo, this is the penultimate episode of season eight. Is that right? Yeah. We're going to do one more. So stick around for that. You're going to be on the edge of your seat. Maybe we'll talk about something. Maybe we'll have more to say. It'll be the we end. talked about stuff. Yeah, this has been good. I feel good about this. Uh, tune in tomorrow for the... Final episode of Tam Van Tour Talk, Season 8, will be Episode 11, this has been Episode 10, yesterday was Episode 9, brought to you by Cliff Brand Bars, and the boys. Bye! Goodbye. Yeah.